I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Down the block, Andrew Jump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jared Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got a cracking few weeks of interviews coming your way. Obviously, on Tuesday, we'll have part two of our Branko Lee interview. That's going through everything at the Melbourne Storm, from his first arrival all the way to winning the Premiership, and then his successful Queensland debut. A simply incredible story. And then the week after, on the Tuesday morning, it's going to be a two- or three-parter. I've got an unbelievable chat with Jackson Hastings heading your way. Now, Jackson Hastings, much maligned. You either love him or you hate him. I was very much on the fence, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, leading into this interview, and we spoke for about two hours. He was a fantastic bloke. I'm a huge fan of Jackson Hastings now, and the reality with Jackson Hastings is that he was much maligned. You either thought Hastings was confident or you thought he was arrogant, and I put that straight to Jackson, and he handled it unbelievably well. I can just tell how much he has matured uh, since being over in England. His story over there is simply amazing, and it, what he's done over there really shows uh, the person he is now. He'll be looking to come back to the NRL over the next year or two, and I think he's going to be really su- successful. That podcast will be dropping in about two weeks' time. Here's a little clip uh, from that interview where I flat out ask it, where I flat out sort of say to him, you know, when you were younger, people either called you confident or arrogant. And, you know, more often than not, it's sort of lent towards the side of arrogant, let's be honest here. And I really like the way that Jackson handled this and then how he dove into, you know, who was able to have tough conversations with him. Because the reality is a lot of these guys, they don't get told no. They don't get told to pull their head in enough. And Jackson... You know, he's open to admitting that he definitely needed that and it was some special people in his family that were doing it for him. This podcast will be around in two weeks. It's a cracking one. Really looking forward to bringing it to you. Let's kick it off. Now, mate, as a young bloke, when you were coming through the Dragon system, you know, you're obviously probably the star of that age group and... Depending on who you spoke to, the, the you know the review on you always went the same. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good player. And then there was one of two words. It was either he's really confident or he's really arrogant. How did you deal with yeah. that as a young bloke? 
they're not great. Um, I suppose, like, back to the point you just made before where people are, like, pumping your tyres up every single day and telling you how good you are. It sort of gets stuck in the back of your head. And, look, I don't – I still don't think I was headed as such, but I definitely had full confidence in what I was able to do. And then as a 15-, 16-year-old, when you're hearing um, people going, oh, you're killing it, or oh, you're doing this and that, it's probably not healthy for the kid. Like, obviously, you don't want to put people down and, and say this, that, or the other, but you need people in your corner that are – that have honest chats with you and, and have these things where they sort of make you not feel you're as good as what you are almost to, to bring you back down to earth. And I suppose for me that I still get that to this day um, off some people, mate, just from the way you play, the way you, you carry yourself and the way that um, you go about your business. As I said, like some people are going to read you the wrong way. That from people that have never met me before, obviously it's sort of just like a narrative that's always been there. So for me, it's working hard to try and get rid of that. Um, I suppose if you talk to the teammates that I've played with over in England and they tell you how hard I work every week and then when I go on a rugby league field, I'm nothing but just dedicated to the cause, I think that'll give you a completely different complexion to what someone else will, from the public might say. So I know that I'm never going to please everyone, but at the same time, as a kid, that was really hard to deal with because you didn't want to be known for that. You just wanted to be known for being a good rugby league player. So... Um, it's something I struggled with up until maybe two years ago, mate, until I flew to England and got on that plane and had a bit of a self-reflection sort of um, time. But, yeah, it's definitely hard to, to hear as a teenage kid, that's for sure. Mate, uh, obviously, as a teenage kid, you just mentioned, who was the first person that you respected that had that hard conversation with you that essentially said you need to pull your head in? Like, Do you, do you remember that moment? Yeah, my mum my mum always had that conversation with me, but at the same time, my mum would always have my back at the same mm. as well. So it was kind of a conflict of interest for mum because being a single mother, she'd always have that hard conversation with me and, you know, tell me to, I'm not going to swear, but F and pull my head in or you weren't good enough or your attitude was off or, or this or that. And she always had that hard conversation with me and she always kept me in line. But at the same time, if she heard someone else say it, the mum, she'd have that mother instinct to have my back. So it was like a, it was hard for me to sort of like go, well, is she saying this because I need to hear it or is she saying it because other people are saying the opposite? But probably my granddad, mate, to be honest. Um, uh, I remember having, I used to blow up at the ref all the time as a kid and um, I remember he pulled me to the side one day and we had a big falling out over it. And um, when I got back in the car and I drove home with mum and I was sitting in the back seat, I, I had time to reflect on what that conversation was actually all about. And um, that definitely changed my view on how I wanted to be viewed and how I wanted to play the game and, and what I wanted to stand for as well. So mum and granddad, again, they're the two that were most pre present in my life and the two I have the most respect for. So, um, yeah, they're certainly two people that um, definitely held me into line. But then when I got older, um, it took me to get dropped to, to Blacktown and, and Stephen Hales was – was the one guy that literally put his arm around me and um, last two and a half years of good form and, and being happy and, and playing at the highest level, I, I sort of put down the, to Halsey for putting the time and effort into me at Blacktown and not just um, listening to everyone else and what was going on with the situation. He got to know me on a deep and personal level and um, he's there for me still to this day too. So I'll probably say them three um, that, have, that have really got my respect and people that I actually genuinely care about. 